what's up and welcome to Over the Top. Tightening race for the title, top four in relegation, takeover talk, epic last minute winners. I mean, my God, Justin, another week with lots to dig into. So I guess no better place to start than just digging straight into it. How you doing, man? Nice to see you. I'm good. I have to issue a formal apology to our listeners for being gone last week. So we had promised an episode and what happened is that Spurs played so badly that we couldn't get on and you know record after such a calamitous performance so we had to take time recover remember why we love the premier league spurs got it back like they usually do they're you know flip flop roller coaster team and we're back on so there we go you just couldn't help yourself you? <laughs> you know off air we were talking about like man i really got away with one i don't have to talk about lesser but i appreciate you <laughs> bring me down to earth <laughs> I, you know what? Here's it's a the fair thing. shot. It's a fair shot. You could, you're, you're a nicer guy than me because you could take shots at Swansea whenever you want to and how they're not even in the Premier League and all that. So, you know what? Good on you. Yeah. What can yeah. I say? Yeah, exactly. man here. No, it's kidding. All right. So, this is going to be kind of a rapid fire episode, though, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. We're Usually on the clock. we go at over an hour, but we only have 40 minutes. And if we don't get to something, we don't get to it. So, our plan. Let's mm-hmm. talk about some little takeover talk. There's a lot of ownership rumors and changes in the Premier League. We're going to talk right. about that. We're going to talk about some title race and top four games. Uh, we'll go a little rapid fire. And then we'll talk a little bit about Chelsea and Leeds because there's some news and updates about them. So, Kyle, you want to start it off with some takeover talk? Sure, sure. Yeah. And I know I can talk to death and I'm not starting well on this, but we got a big game against Das Boot right after this, which is like the best Woo! team in our like pickup league. The Russian team. I'm pretty sure they're Russian or Ukrainian or something like that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, see, I've saucy been Mexican out. dude up top I've, who's really good. I've yeah, been like, loaned out for the season, so I'm right. you know I'll probably come back, but I've been right. Loaned. Justin bought out the rest of his contract because he's married now and doing adult <laughs> things, I guess. Uh, but yeah, wait, takeover talk. There we go. Sidetracking us for like a minute. Uh, I guess I feel like the best place to start is probably Manchester United. I feel like that's where the rumors are the most hot but maybe they're that way because of the media's obsession with manchester united and i won't won't ever drop that but it's true and we all know it uh <laughs> uh okay first things first the glazers current mm. owners of the of manchester united i think for years and years the cl- the fans have wanted them out they've nickel and dimed here and there they got to be licking their lips right now though because they've said they're going to sell the club and suddenly we've heard rumors about uh, one bid possibly coming. So suddenly out of nowhere, two people or two parties submitting bids at the same time. Uh, yet another Qatari sheik. Mm. Fun times. Uh, I guess let's dig in that a little bit. Um, it's been really emphasized this is an individual bid and not the Qatari state, unlike PSG. We'll see. But Okay. Yeah, right. Exactly. Kind of like how uh, Newcastle United aren't owned by the Saudis, but MBS chairs the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund. All right, whatever. Uh, So Sheikh Jassim, the chair of, I think, Qatar's major bank. Uh, Very interesting. I think this bid is reported to be like around $6 billion. Uh, Similarly priced bid, uh, the UK's richest person who's a Manchester United fan. His name's Jim Ratcliffe. I think he's like a petrochemical dude or something like that so suddenly out of nowhere the glazers now get to work with uh two bids reportedly in the six billion ballpark i mean manchester united fans got to be really stoked about the potential for this right 
I don't think where they care where the money's coming from. No, honestly, no. I mean, as you know, there's a lot of ethical questions to that. But as a Manchester United fan, they don't think they've wanted the Glazers out for a long time. Let's just put it out that way. They've staged protests. They've sang in the stadium, all sorts of things, right? They need to compete, and they haven't for a long time. Yeah, for a title. They haven't for a long time. I mean, Jose Mourinho's best coaching performance was to get second with United. We've heard that all before. So with Ratcliffe, who's been rumored on and off for, I would say, three years at least. Right. And then I think he was rumored with buying Chelsea too. Right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to you gotta be ecstatic if you're a United fan because you're thinking, oh, man, we're going to have transfer funds. We're not going to have the Glazers, who also own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the U.S. Uh, NFL. So it's like, all right, they're not going to be split. We're going to have someone dedicated and ready to make mm-hmm. this a juggernaut, whether it's a Qatari owner or a super fan, right, to make in, you know, an old super fan so they want to see him win right away, right? Okay. So they're going to inject a ton of money. So they're thinking like, oh, Bellingham's coming. And oh, maybe we can get Jao Felix and all sorts of things. Like they're just right. thinking everything. Kudus and all the players that are going to be up in the summer, they're going to want him. So promising. I mean, promising if you're a United fan. Um, you've been behind City and Liverpool. Now you're behind City and Arsenal. Right. I mean, if I was a United fan, I'd be really excited. And I would feel a little bit differently if it was... Well, again, I guess I'm kind of taking them at their word and it could be a load of nonsense. But if it was a Qatari state like Qatar Sports Investments who owns PSG and was in like rumors of, oh, they might buy a stake in Tottenham. I think that was like a month ago. Um, But the individual bid makes it a little bit different. I think the most important part here, though, uh, United fans are most mad about all the debt that the Glazers uh, incurred and bought the club with. I don't know if it's both of these bids or just the Qatari bid, but um, maybe it's unfair to just keep saying the Qatari bid if it's a single dude. Um, but apparently the bids would wipe out all the debt and that would allow for Manchester United to renovate Old Trafford to build a new stadium. So I'm sure United fans are excited about that. I've already seen renderings of the new Old Trafford on social media of like, you know, fan concepts of like where they look, make it look like the new, what they're doing for Camp New in Barcelona. And what they did for the Bernabeu, where they're like redoing the outside type of thing, right. the inside similar. So something right. like that. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, it's time. I think all the old classic uh, uh, stadiums are being renovated or you can see like, you know, the Bernabeu is falling apart or uh, what's another? It's, it's, uh, San Siro falling apart, all those things. Right. So it's exciting, but it's not just United. Uh, well, no, that wasn't a great segue because Liverpool is the next team to talk about and we know they came out publicly Fenway Sports Group who owns them saying we're going to sell the club uh, about a month ago and I don't know if just no bids have come in or something I mean clearly we would have heard about it but suddenly as of yesterday Fenway Sports Group not selling the club anymore we're not going to look for any more bids I don't from know. what I I read into that like they're not looking for bids but they're looking for pe- like investors so maybe people to buy like a minority stake or something I don't okay. know like a LeBron uh, situation sure yeah maybe just mm-hmm. with a little more money but <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what to read into that so 
does that mean they invest in the summer and compete? Are they going to rework? Because I mean, I went on this podcast two weeks ago and we're saying, you know, trashing Liverpool, which, you know, we could trash Liverpool after their Champions League performance today. Uh But, you know, of like, what is their strategy? If they're going to sell, they're not going to really buy this summer, all this. And that changes, right? And so if they're not selling, are they going to truly invest in reloading this team because they need Mm -hmm. to wipe out a few players for sure? Or are they just going to stand pat and suck? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's kind of like a watch the space sort of story right now. I mean, all these are honestly, it's easier to, you know, dig into stories about the game transfers and all that. But takeover talk like these, these stories have to come from really legitimate news sources that take like months and months and months of work to get to that point. Um, So I don't know, there's a lot we won't ever know. I don't think Liverpool fans will be too upset about that, though. I mean, Fenway Sports Group has given them a lot of success. They could make buku bucks off of selling them within 10 years, but uh, I think no one's going to be upset if they stay around. Not really the case with this next club, though. Mm. I personally have mixed feelings about it, but Tottenham Hotspur never have been for sale from Daniel Levy and Enoch, the ownership group. I've never in my life heard about them looking to sell ever, but uh, a a really interesting article came out in the Financial Times, which is... uh, England's like Wall Street Journal, very reputable with this kind of these kind of stories. There's an American Iranian American uh, billionaire named Jam Najafi. I don't know anything about him. Is int- is putting together a bid worth three point seven billion? I mean, so there hasn't been an official bid. It's all speculation, but this is a super reliable source. Three point seven billion for Tottenham is a lot of money. I don't think Daniel Levy would accept that amount, though. I think seeing Chelsea sell for four billion, I think that basically set his price. Uh, but it's not that far, and that's really the only details out there. I guess his ownership group owns like stakes in some teams, and I think the Phoenix Suns or something like that. I don't know. That's really all I know. But kind of weird. Kind of weird. I mean, you would love to sell, right? I'm not as Levy out as everyone. I, I don't know. Is there anything to say that this guy won't be any better? Some billionaire as opposed to like an oil state, that's a different situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was like Amazon buying Spurs or Bezos, I think that's different. But some billionaire I've never heard of. I mean, Joe Lewis, who currently owns him, is a billionaire. So I don't know, man. But it'd be nice to not have to deal with Daniel Levy's like transfer nonsense. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. It drives me insane. So, yeah. But apparently the bid is like weeks away. So let's, we'll see if that even happens. I don't know. I mean, would you sell if you're a Spurs fan, Justin? If I, so it was, if I was a Spurs fan, would I want them to sell? Correct. Because uh, I think Spurs fans are way too emotional about the subject, and I actually I don't think it's worthwhile well, it dep- talking about it. It depends what Spurs goals are, you know. If they're trying yeah. to win a title, like if I'm a Spurs fan, if I expect them to win the title, then yes, I absolutely want them to sell. If I want to continue making the Champions League and making runs, then I don't know if it's as important. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of yeah. where you have to decide. Like, do you truly think Spurs are like the top tier versus tier like one B? No, oh, I I know they're not, but uh, it's just more of like I don't know. Is this Jam Najafi guy going to be the one who's going to bankroll the whole team? I don't know, but I don't know. Knows? I don't know much about him, so it's, it's hard to make that. I'll, Phoenix I'll, Suns I'll pretty good inf- though. 
Yeah, they just traded for Kevin Durant, so maybe they mm-hmm. won't go for it. But uh, hey, uh, the Bucks also won a Super Bowl, and everyone wants the Glazers out of United. So, who yeah, not apples to apples? Uh, should we get to some soccer? Yep, let's do it. All right. Well, Arsenal went to Villa and two two in ninetieth minute. But guess what? They scored two at the death and leave Villa and escape with a four two victory. I shouldn't say escape. They looked like the better team, but one four two. Emmy Martinez. Funniest own goal you might see this year. So you might want to go watch that <laughs> off the post. And was it off the noggin? It was off the noggin, right? It was but, off the noggin. Maybe that's yeah. a little harsh, but I mean, it was like a good shot and it was unlucky, but you know. Super unlucky, but it's pretty funny. And the whole country of France was cheering. It's not an exaggeration. Oh, yeah. There's articles written about it in French. They're cheering this own goal in the English Premier League, which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Big win for Arsenal, though. After that disappointing game, you know, uh-oh, title race is over. What's going to happen? And what do you know? City draw. We're not going to really talk about the game, but City draw against Forest and Arsenal win. And what do we have here? Arsenal game in hand. It could be up five mm-hmm. points again. Yep, just like that. I mean, that's why, you know, it's too close to make a call for who's favorites and all that. I mean, oh, well, it's, I'm, well, it's up okay, in the air. It's up in the air. I mean, I'd so still give it the edge to City, but like it's, you know, it's like 50-50, I would say. City been very, very mad, but yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, I would agree. I think Arsenal are generally the better team. I thought Villa was pretty good, but I almost felt like being 2-1 up at halftime, they kind of uh, were looking to see the game out, and they didn't really threaten at all after that. And I think that's no. kind of a, of a mistake um granted 4-2 is not a true depiction of the game though in my opinion no no 2-2 in like the 91st minute um and then that you know agent martinez uh <laughs> just can i say agent martinez but i think there's like definitely some hate between him and arsenal i gotta say so it's probably not not accurate and then like the last goal he runs up for a corner and um gabby gabriel martinelli is able to like run into the goal and celebrate before even scoring. So, I mean, I thought this was one of the best games of the season. Personally, um, I rewatched actually it on Sunday night, just cause like sounded like a Fuego game, but um, yeah, Arsenal, not quite full pelt, but they didn't have to be. And I guess if you're getting results in this kind of iffy uh, form, that's a sign of a great team. So I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, might come down to the end and it's going to come down to april there's going to be tons of fixtures in april where i mean we've talked about tottenham and all their fixtures too so with arsenal can they keep up the form you know they're going to go to leicester next weekend and leicester are leicester are usually shit so can they go and continue that form who knows i mean tottenham had the bogey against leicester can arsenal do what Leicester? you know what tottenham couldn't i don't know So I think Arsenal can keep it going. It's just, can they keep the form to hold off City? Because City, as we've said, they haven't done it. But at any moment, they could turn it on and win the rest of their games and not drop a single point. I almost always expect that to happen at any point. But what I will say about Arsenal that makes this really interesting, look, they deserve to be in first. They've been the best team so far this season. I don't think anyone Mm -hmm. can argue that. This is the point of the season, though, like many months ago, where I was really curious to see how they would fair because yep. now in the europa league maybe not this round i don't know who they play this round but like they're they have like a bye because they got they won the group like with flying colors like blew everyone out of the water yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, eventually you'll get to the point where some pretty good teams come around and that mm-hmm. will distract them. Yep. You know, their squad's a lot better now. Uh, they've got depth in most places, but Gabby Jesus is coming back soon and all that. But like, how can they manage? I don't know. That's going to be a big, big question. Trossard's probably going to get a lot of Europa minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Trossard's been pretty good so far, so mm-hmm. I don't think they'll be too big of an issue. And Jorginho getting his more or less his goal. So I, I like my uh, Trossard over Danjuma bet more and more every day. I got to say. Yeah. Did we ever come up with the bet? I think what I said is like Danjuma's played at a higher level. But uh, I mean, I don't know. They're both pretty good players. But yeah, Trossard's getting minutes and. That's as I mentioned, uh, City Tide Forest. This is a total smashing grab. I'm not going to make any high flying points out of this game. I mean, City just couldn't convert, I think, is what this game comes down to. There's no way this is a 1 1 game, like in any universe. <laughs> and it's pretty, I mean, props to Forest for pulling it off. And they like they almost they had no chances all game, but that no. goal they scored though, it's legit. I think it involved every single person on the team. They they pulled a city on city, which right, got you love to see it. So you know what they steal they steal a point in the relegation race. They steal two points from city, and you know city's going to be licking their wounds because that was a real opportunity to keep pace and only be a couple points down if Arsenal win their game in hand, which they probably absolutely. will. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, more talks about oh Holland and City. Does Holland blah blah blah. blah. This really boring discussion of like whether Holland actually makes City worse. I mean, oh my god, dude is probably going to break the record for how many goals have been scored in the Premier League, and we're still talking about this. Um, other than that, for Forest, I gotta say, uh, already Kaler is making a difference. So, you think he's better than Dean Henderson, is from what I'm hearing? <laughs> I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I like Dean, don't, good old Dean. Don't look now, but Forest are 13th. Mm. I think uh, when we get to the last quarter of the season, we might, uh, we as in you, might need to revise our uh, relegation prediction for Forest. Because mm-hmm. at some point, there are teams below them that are not good, aka Leeds, who we also, both of us, might need to revisit their relegation. That is very true. But I'm, uh, I'm going to look at the points, though. Forest are five points ahead of West Ham in fifth. Nah, Forest are still in that fight. Oh, of course they're, they're in the fight, right. but but you're right though. I mean, and look, I mean, uh, they've only lost one game in their last five. There's a reason they're in thirteenth, and yeah. it's been like a they've had like a solidity to them. Like in the beginning of the season, their defense looked just awful. It mm-hmm. looks so much better now, though. Well, I mean, they've signed thirty players, so you <laughs> they find somebody. And that's not an exaggeration. We covered the, no. the this is the legit number is thirty, mm-hmm. which you can only have twenty three. Anyway, I think they've already uh, like loaned out one of the players they signed in the summer <laughs> and things like that. So it's just weird. What a- uh, not really a title race game. I'll just cover it real quick. Uh, United three, Leicester nil. I mean, mm. United kind of on fuego right now. Um, not a title race game. Okay. No, no shot. And Rashford, Kyle, I don't know what your deal is with United in the title race. They're not winning the title. They have to play like every team under the sun still. Mm-hmm. You you think they're you think they're the best team in England? That's not what I said. <laughs> Come on. Look, 
they're five points behind Arsenal. Yes, Arsenal is a game in hand, but five right. points isn't that much. And and United's schedule sucks. Well, good. One, I'm a fan of that, obviously, as a salty non-United fan. But, like, Sancho has hardly been involved, and Anthony hasn't had a great first season. I'm just saying, there are players there hey. that can suddenly... What I will say, what I will say is that Rashford since the World Cup in all of Europe has like 16, 17 goals, and the next closest is Mbappe at like nine or ten. And so, and that is totally unsustainable. Like but completely. But props to Rashford. He's been unbelievable for unbelievable form. Yeah, I think maybe the most informed player in the world. In the right world now, right now. Say. Like yes. him or like the two Napoli dudes that are oh, uh, the, and the Georgian guy, I can't. Kelia, he, no by the way, he's going to be undervalued oh because no one can say his name. He is an unbelievable player. Seriously. Like missed the penalty is, today, but that's unbelievable. Who I'm most excited about right now. Uh, players around the world where I'm like, Oh man, this guy, like that kid is the one that makes you have paramount play. plus turn on a Napoli game. Napoli are, are a machine. They're a wagon. Yep. yep. And uh, OC Men is probably the player that reminds me the most of Drogba that I've ever seen, I think. Maybe yeah. a better goal scorer, but Drogba was, like, more dominant physically. But, like, dude is dominant up top. So, I don't know. Anyway, we're getting on top. I'm excited here, to see them in the... watch other leagues. I'm excited to see that one last quick. Napoli deserve it. Uh, I'm excited to see them in the last eight of the Champions League because they're playing Minos Eintracht. And Mwani got a red card, so they breeze through 2-0 away, and they go home. They're going to go past. Oh, right? Cole Mwani got a red today? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Frankfurt are toast. Yeah, they're toast. So I'm excited to see them in the last eight, because they can give real teams trouble. I mean, they they are like, uh, has anyone like kept them out of out of goal this season? I mean, it doesn't seem like it. They've been I think Liverpool away. did one game. That after, didn't really... after Napoli beat them like 7-2 to two or right. whatever. <laughs> they destroyed them, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, so United, just to wrap that up, Rashford, amazing. I don't know if Rashford could, I don't think Rashford can sustain that, but yet ever since the world, he's been on fire. So yeah, I don't know. Could last through the end of the season. Could be one of those things where half the season is just historic. We've seen it. We've seen it before and we, we could see him dropping off. I mean, he was terrible last season, so I don't know. Yeah. United, there are a few different, I mean, it's a stretch. They're way ahead of schedule, even just being in the top four. So I don't expect mm-hmm. title race, but they're not that far. I don't know. Just saying. They're far. They're far. They're done. <laughs> Remember, what did I tell you? I said if United won the title, I'd eat Balut or something. I think that's what I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that. Uh, well, actually, no, I, would, I wouldn't like to see United uh, win the title, just, just for the record. But I would like to see you eat Balut. That'd be fun. You actually like it. It wasn't terrible. Just don't eat the fermented shark thing in Iceland. Trust me. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's that? awful. Yeah, yeah, that's horrible. That's so much worse than Balut. Trust me. All right, we got to move on because I'm yeah, talking okay. too much about Balut and Napoli. <laughs> Other top four games. Liverpool went to Newcastle and shut that door real quick. They went up 2-0. Newcastle got a red card. Nick Pope did this weird thing where he's trying to come out and... I don't even know how to describe it. Like tried to like head the ball while the ball was on the ground and then handled it with his hand. Wait, it was bizarre. And Nick Pope's been amazing this year. This was not one of his finer moments. Mm. No, I mean, what I will say, Allison with that distribution oh was God. fantastic. That punt just to get it to, I think it was Sala. Uh, yeah, to create 70 yards. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Allison had a terrible moment today, but uh, another <laughs> conversation for another pod, I guess. Uh, we're making all these allusions to the Champions League matches this, that that happened today, but anyway. Um, no, this more than anything, watching this game, the fact that Liverpool score two within 20 minutes and then Pope gets sent off 25th minute, that's not normal. And watching this, I know you think I hate Newcastle and have a vendetta against them, which is funny. True, uh, but like, this doesn't happen that often. I mean, this felt like a fluky game. Mm-hmm. That, that was my main read on the whole whole situation. I mean, we saw New, uh, Liverpool go up 2-0 quickly today. And Real Madrid did not get a red card. And what happened? And Real Madrid is no Newcastle. I'm not making that comparison. But Real Madrid put five past that awful defense at Liverpool. Spanking them. I'm thinking Newcastle could have got one or two, is my point. Yeah, and I think uh, I think they even had some chances after going down to 10 They minutes. did. They had two X. They had two... 0.1 xg they could have yeah, they should have right. had one newcastle should have had one for sure man that just highlights how bad liverpool's defense is just gotta say <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, for every con there's a positive well not every time but i will say for liverpool darwin nunez is starting mm. to be involved mm-hmm. and he scored some spicy ass goals recently he scored a yeah. nice one in this game scored an amazing goal today against madrid in like the first minute yep um he's starting to i don't know this whole social media thing, comparing him and Holland <laughs> and trashing one of them if they don't do well, it's just stupid to me. You cl- clearly Darwin Nunez, there, there's such a player there. I mean, so, um, but for Newcastle, I wouldn't expect this sort of thing to be a norm. But I don't know, man. I'm looking at their recent results, and they've won one game in their last five. Granted, they've only lost one game in their last five too. So again, well, they haven't won in their now. last three. Yeah. So I mean. God, only two shot. losses this season are to Liverpool. So maybe it's just their bogey right. team. Right. I will say though, at home though, I mean, I mean, there are worse things than to lose at home to Liverpool, but uh, I don't know. I think maybe this is one of those games where Newcastle has expectation to beat a big team and they didn't do it. So um, we'll see what happens. Next it was time classic time. trap game. They're looking forward it to was. the Carabao, whatever it's called cup final against United this upcoming weekend. That's what it is. Am I right in thinking that Nick Pope is is now uh, suspended for that game? I've seen conflicting reports. I I just assumed he was because it was like you know the English. I think it carries over. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's just so champion, it, like UEFA where it doesn't. Right. So I, I think uh, either Dubrovka or is it Loris Carius on Newcastle or something like that? I think it's Dubrovka as their backup. Yeah. God, Carius is Newcastle's third string keeper. Is hmm. that is that right? I don't know. I have to verify that. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up in the background as you go on. Uh, I think that's it for that top four race. The odds makers have it basically even between Tottenham, Newcastle, and Liverpool. I I can't trust Tottenham as far as I can throw them. I need to see consecutive games of goodness from them before I commit. I think they have the most potential Tottenham do, but I just haven't seen it because they can, they've only put together one like complete game this season. Oh, we're talking about Maybe Spurs, Spurs, West Ham. Uh, I was more talking about the top four. Oh, race. in general. Yeah. In general. Yeah. Uh, look, take it from a Spurs fan. You're right to not trust Spurs. That's all I'll say. But I don't really, I mean, Newcastle have been the most solid, like consistently, oh, but easy. you know, they, they're yeah. not really winning as much as the other two. And then Liverpool, I mean, talk about roller coasters. God, who knows? 
yeah, I mean, Liverpool, more of a roller coaster than Spurs even. Maybe not. No, yeah, actually, they're like on the pitch, at least. Maybe mm-hmm. off the pitch, Spurs are definitely more of a roller coaster. Uh, but after Liverpool's loss in the Champions League today, I was seeing people say stuff like, oh, their season's over, blah, blah, blah. And end of an era. I do think it probably is the end of an era, honestly. I will say, because they've got surgery to do in all thirds of the pitch. Their season over, though, I still think they're in the top four race. See, see that's the thing. Like compared to previous seasons, they're not going to win a trophy. So that's season over. Like they've won trophies basically the last four years. So maybe for their new standards. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for the new standards, but to, you know, on like top four standards, definitely not. They can mm-hmm. have a good chance still. Which is amazing because they've been so bad that they have no right. being around it. But like, uh, you know, that'd be salvage I mean, something. I mean, technically, like Brighton still has a shot if they are good. But I, we don't think they will, but they still do. Yeah, the Liverpool thing. And if anyone considers Chelsea a contestant for top four, it's just this oh, almost expectation that at some point Liverpool could easily just go on a run. With quality. <sighs> but expect anything from Chelsea. But speaking of, they lost. Yeah, at again. home didn't score again to southampton <laughs> champ we don't even know who their manager is it's not jesse marsh it was rumored fell through mm-hmm. who, who the fuck they got rid of joe who the hell is southampton manager honestly it was that one dude it was like his first game in charge was he like italian i don't remember i don't know i'm looking it up I feel like Southampton's kind of club that they'll get someone from Ruben Celes. Oh, okay. Is he like Spanish a, guy? Say yes, like, probably. Is he part of Nathan Jones's team or something? I don't Maybe. Know. I don't know who the hell else would be. James Ward Prowse, free kick goat, uh, beats Chelsea by himself. And Chelsea still can't score a goal against the 20th place team in the Premier League. There's only 20 teams. Um, yep. Kyle, you're a Chelsea fan in this scenario. <laughs> okay. Do you want to blow it up right now? Fire Potter, give him the little Avada Kedavra, send him on his way? Or do you say, you know, the season's done. It's a waste. Let's play some of the players, some young players, whatnot. Let's reload in the summer and give Potter a chance. What do you do? Uh, unlike every single Chelsea fan I've talked to, I'm going to say the latter. Okay. I, I would, you know, I would trust the process. I'm definitely starting to doubt it, though. But I think it would be... To fire Tuchel like that and to bring Potter in as like a statement, like if you're going to do something like that as an owner, you got to stick to your guns. And uh, yeah, especially at a time when you have like an example right in front of you of like what trusting the process could in theory bring you in Arsenal and Arteta. I mean, the amount of times we've talked about Arteta in or out is over the years since we like started the podcast is just crazy. And now suddenly, you know, he's like, he's like a goat manager. So it's just, things can change quickly. But what I will say though, dude, is watching Chelsea is like under Potter is like watching Brighton under Potter. I mean, it's the exact same crazy. Thing. And we, yeah, crazy. I mean, like, I, I wonder, I mean, it's getting to the point where I'm like, this has to be down to their training sessions. Right. And, and the tactics and all of that. I mean, it, they must be taught to like, cycle the ball around the opponent's box or something because like they've scored one goal in the league all month mm-hmm. chelsea football club and it's been so we know Felix. we know we know what goal of the month will be right exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> so i don't know and i wouldn't blow it all up um 
but maybe I have a little more faith in Potter than others. But it's it's interesting. Every single Chelsea fan I've talked to about this at the beginning of the season, I told them, "Are you going to give them time?" And they all said yes. And here we are in February, and they're like, "Blow it up! They're terrible." I don't know. What would you do? I agree with you. I think Chelsea actually, and this might surprise a lot of people, have a lot of good pieces. I think their defense has really promising. Defense is not their problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't love Kepa and all that, but defense is not their problem. Mm-hmm. Midfield, they just bought Enzo. I, I mean, he's looked decent so he's far, so give him time. Mm-hmm. Give him the season. Mudrik, too, way too early to tell, I would say. Um, hasn't looked great. Shown little flashes here and there, but mm-hmm. that Joe Felix has honestly been really good since he's been oh, yeah. at Chelsea. Hasn't really finished, especially that game against Dortmund. He missed like two bona fide chances, but Havertz, man, Sterling, Pulisic, even I love him. He's too injured. A lot of players have to go mm-hmm. in the attack. They got to reload the attack and get a striker. And when they do that, I think Chelsea could be good. Truly. Yeah. And maybe get a replacement for N'Golo Kante, too. Unfortunately, he's getting injured. He's been a statement player for that team. Stalwart, but he's too injured. Well, you know they're probably going to go for Declan Rice. Uh, Yeah. That would definitely solve that problem. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know. Interesting situation, Chelsea. Also an interesting situation at Mm -hmm. Leeds. I guess I might jump a little bit ahead real quick. Um Leeds had a relegation six pointer, as they call it, the toilet yeah. bowl against Everton. They traveled <laughs> the to Goodison. Um, and this was with Leeds's caretaker manager, and they lost to Shittle Everton, who, by the way, I was impressed that Liverpool beat Everton, but I rewatched that game. Everton were so bad in this yeah. game. Like mm-hmm. the worst Everton performance I've seen in a derby like that in quite a while ever since they got like spanked five nil one day i think it was the Leeds performance losing everton was so bad that the ownership was like oh god we kind of fucked up with sacking marsh without a replacement and i think within two days in comes watford legend javi gracia uh who actually did keep watford up so therefore he's achieved legendary status (laughs) spanish manager i kind of called it the spanish manager i don't know what do you make of this hire I don't know. What or Leeds really bungled this. I didn't mind getting rid of Marsh, but you have to have a replacement ready to go if you're doing yep. that. Someone ready. <laughs> the Leeds forums were funny. They're like Pochentino and all this, like like you would take your yeah, job, okay. idiots. <laughs> but you have to have someone in a philosophy identified because then I can back. Even if you like do a post mortem and it's not the right move, at least they're doing something about it and they have a plan, right? Mm-hmm. It was so unintentional. It was seat of their pants. They reacted to fans booing in the stadium and felt the pressure. Marsh would not have done worse than what they had happened to them since the firing. Yep. And so Javi Gracia, I don't know. I mean, he's, yeah. he's man. I, we were talk, talking about it in our group chat earlier today. He's managed like 15 or 20 teams, Watford being one. I think he's been at Valencia. I think he was in Saudi Arabia or somewhere yeah. in the Middle East, last managerial stint. I don't know what he can accomplish. Leeds have players. Bamford is fucking awful. He is one of the worst Premier League players I've ever seen. He is so bad. He has no touch, no movement, no anything. Yeah, I mean that that chance he like square ball to him and he just completely whiffed this. I this is what I've been saying about Bamford all along. I just yeah. Anyway, 
Anyway, yeah, so it's an interesting I, hire. I don't know. Wofford have hired some good managers before. We see Marco Silva's success right now. They've hired Ranieri. Our, you know, Kike Sanchez Flores is a good manager. So I actually felt like Wofford under Javi Gracia were like one of the better of the many iterations of Wofford I've seen over the <laughs> year. So maybe there's something there, but yeah, who knows, man. Their leads are getting more and more of mine. We're not doing predictions today, but relegation is on the if we have a ramen meter for relegation like we're cooking the ramen mm-hmm. oh yeah. now relegation is, is, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we'll have to call it something else but uh-huh. uh we have no time left rapid fire spurs beat west ham and this was a west spam type of game it for was. west ham they, they were, were awful they were. uh Good for Sun showing up, though, off the bench. I think that's where he needs to stay for a little bit. Maybe have some fire under his ass. Come on when players are tired and score goals. Mm -hmm. Look, just if you're Antonio Conte and you complain about the lack of a bench, like, and you sign bench players, like, use the bench players. I don't know. It's not that hard. I don't know. By the way, uh, rumors flowing around that uh, Spurs are better off with Conte uh, (laughs) out of the game. What's your take on that? Uh, People on social media are stupid. That's all I got to say. All right. Everton won, leads nil. We talked about that. Everton, the one I wanted to bring up again, why I mentioned this. Did you see that goal they scored? Was it Seamus Coleman off the right? Oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Melier, what are we doing? Yeah, that's what I, I, lost, that's what I was thinking. You like lost track of where he was on the field. Is really Well, th- you thought it like maybe it was a crop, but nobody was coming into the box. So yeah. it's, it's uh... a shame because Melier has been great this season. But yeah, that was definitely, he, bo- he bungled that one big time. Uh, Fulham won Brighton nil. This is a interesting game where Brighton had all the XG, uh, right. but Fulham kind of a smash and grab performance here. And don't look now they're in the top seven. Yeah. And probably deserve to be there and Brighton uh, reassuming their position as a F a XG FC or whatever. Um, a goal is pretty nice though. Gotta say. I mm-hmm. think the Israeli dude finally making an appearance. Uh, Mitrovic has been injured and Fulham are still getting results. So fantastic yeah. job by Fulham this season. They're clearly not going down. And, you know, this was everyone, whether you had them at 17th or me, 18th, whatever it was like, they've done fantastic this season. Yep. Props to them. Their players are playing fantastic. They're adjusting to their opponents and they're getting the results they need. So props yep. to Fulham. And they've, they and I like Fulham 30, in the Premier League. 38 it's, points, 38 yeah. points. They're almost yeah. safe. Yeah, they're basically <laughs> 40 points, 40 points. Right. No, they're uh, good for the Premier League. Look, that's a classic uh stadium. And that's the stadium. I'm going to England in April, and that's the one that I'm really bummed that uh there won't be a game when I'm there. But yeah. Okay. Uh Bournemouth won Wolves nil. A surprising result here. Huge for Bournemouth. Uh we weren't sure if they were gonna get a point the rest of the season. And here they go to Wolves feeling good about themselves after uh, they destroyed Liverpool a couple weeks ago and here they are. So I don't know what to make of this Bournemouth team. I still don't believe in them one second, but hey, right on them. Well, and on the flip side, I also don't really know what to make of this Wolves team either. I mean, like, <sighs> I, I love the manager. I love some of the players, but they just are lacking in like one or two areas of the pitch. So, yeah, I mean, they got two results off the balance. This was a setback for sure, but I don't know. They have too much talent to go down, right? Yeah. I mean, three I wins in the last five. Like, that's good. Yeah, but again, at, losing at home to Burnmouth, that's... That's pretty bad. 
Uh, Brighton, Fulham, where you mentioned Brentford, Palace 1 1. Don't have a lot to say about this. Palace have been awful, though, recently. Like, yeah. they're almost getting dragged down into the relegation race. So, it's a good well, this, point for them. But this one was interesting, though, because Brentford scored in the 97th minute or something like that. And Palace completely dominated the game, and Brentford didn't have a good game. And they just, Brentford just keeps finding results. And you're right, Palace has been on terrible form. This performance looks a little bit better. It seems like things are going more in the right direction but yeah i don't know man can you believe brentford has less losses this season than manchester united wow i mean brentford are kind of like uh newcastle and they have like a ton of draws they're the right? draw kings with newcastle yeah but only four losses right props wow. to the four losses for a team like brentford that's fantastic yeah they're hard to play physical put bodies forward but also good, defend good well. strikers oh yeah too yeah, I like so Tony. still playing even though he's has like hundreds of betting charges against thousands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for us. Uh, no Champions League coverage this week. Uh, we'll try to get on next week and talk about the latest uh, Premier League games and maybe a little Carabao Cup final between United and Newcastle. See if Rashinho scores a couple. But until then, go uh, go 40 FC. Win the title tonight, Kyle, against Das Boot. Let's get it. Kick their ass. See you next week.